Hey everybody, Nick here. It's been a while since I've done one of these little intros, but I just want to take a quick moment before we get into the episode and make everybody aware of uh, a little housekeeping announcement from us. So as some of you are aware, one of our Patreon givebacks is a monthly hangout, and we've been doing it for about a year now, coming up on a year, and it's been something that's been challenging on the logistics on our end. little peek behind the curtain. There's only one day a week that all of us are available to get together, and that is on Mondays, which many of you know is our weekly night to record. And we pretty much <laughs> record for four to five hours every Monday night. Like I said, that's really the only day of the week that lines up for all of us to be present. So we've definitely struggled with the monthly hangouts. And unfortunately, we've come to the decision that we need to let them go. Logistically, it's just too hard. And and we feel like it's not fair for anybody that, you know, is is part of that Patreon tier and and looking forward to them. Um, And we just can't give them enough time and commitment that they really need. So I want to let everybody know that this month's Patreon hangout, which will be Black Friday. So, you know, after you you get out there and you do all your shopping and whatnot, and you spent the whole day in the crowds, you know, come on 9 p.m. Eastern time, you know, maybe unwind with us a little bit. But the 25th will be our final Patreon hangout. Now, we are working on some new Patreon stuff, so it's not all bad news, especially if you're somebody that really enjoyed the Hangouts. You know, I've always really enjoyed having the time to hang out with you guys and stuff, but sometimes life just gets in the way of the fun stuff. And uh, for anyone that's been there in the past, we really appreciate you guys showing up. You know, uh, I can honestly say I've had a great time with everyone that's come. You know, it might be something in the future that we look to bring back if time constraints and logistics allow it. Or it may even be something that we try and do not as a Patreon give back. Just, you know, if people want to get together and hang out and watch a movie or play Risk or, you know, just shoot the shit. That's always a possibility. But again, this month will be our last one. But keep your eyes and ears open because we will be announcing some new Patreon stuff in the near future. So yeah, that's pretty much the big announcement for this week. And everybody enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast, where we put the sin in synthetic. How's everybody doing? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Give me the good stuff. It's synthetic. You guys, you guys watch Bug, the movie Bug? No. Uh, is that the one with Jerry, um, Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> no. That's B no. movie, Bug movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, this guy who played General Zod, Michael Shannon. Yeah, yeah. It's it's starring that guy, and it's it's super fucking trippy movie. 
This is the part of the movie where he just straight up murders somebody and like there's somebody else like freaking out and he's like, look, no, it's synthetic. And he's like rubbing his <laughs> hands in like their blood and like showing them their blood. It's synthetic. It's just fake. And it's clearly just a normal <laughs> dead person. <laughs> uh, anyway, so here we are uh, finally uh, getting somewhere in our journey to Gallowspire. We have reached the gardens of Gallowspire. And they're just so picturesque and not terrible. Do the locals call this the G spot? <laughs> exactly. It's just such a pleasure to be in the gardens of Gallowspire. So you guys just killed a couple locals, speaking of which. Just killed some giant fly traps. Nothing else really uh, of interest in this uh, shitty bog. Uh, so, keep moving. About an hour goes by, and it's starting to get about that time where you're probably going to have to find somewhere to uh, hunker down. Certainly uh, could have stayed in that bog, but I don't know if you wanted to uh, camp out in a bog. Nope. But, uh, yeah, about an hour goes by, and you've left the bog, and now a dense undergrowth opens up into several orderly rows of pear trees. Patterns of red spatters grow on the leaves, uh, as you've come to expect, while the overlarge fruits bear dark blue veins and occasionally pulse on the branch like beating human hearts. Uh, mounds of moldering vegetation on the ground pulse seemingly in response to the beating of the pears. And in the, uh, the ever-present uh, green glow of this place, you can see the uh, the shine of a platinum amulet dangling from one of the tree branches. It's probably a trap. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and use Mage Hand to try and remove that, because I'm curious, but I don't want to get too close. <laughs> <laughs> He's learning. <laughs> the amulet doesn't come free. It's actually like the tree's branch has grown around the chain almost like it's being grasped in a hand. Uh, so Mage Hand cannot dislodge it. But you, you cast your spell and you give it a little tug and uh, you hear a voice uh, and the voice says you must have come from Vigil. And you look and you see a a rather thin looking elf. A uh, female elf. Well, the first one didn't kill us yet, so maybe this one won't either. Who wants I to know? Say hello. Yeah. <laughs> the elf who uh, has a a bow and quiver equipped. Uh, she was like standing on the f- on like the far end of the of the grove, and perhaps she was like actively hiding. But when you guys stopped and tried to interact with this amulet, she uh like jumped out from uh, the branch that she was hiding up in. Oh, uh, I'm Adenos. I was in the area with other rangers when uh, when something horrible happened. There was just some enormous uh, pulse of energy coming from Gallowspire, and I must have fallen unconscious. But when I came to, my, my fellow rangers, they, well, they, they were dead. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. And that's uh, that's a big old 27 cents motive. 
Oh, okay. After those, you know, big air quotes, friendly unicorn or uh, pegasi came at us, not in the trusting mood, especially in this place. <laughs> oh, adventurers, my friends are dead. <laughs> oh, not this again. <laughs> la, 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 la. Teobleth, you are definitely picking up uh, some deceit. You're not sure what she is lying about, but you get the feeling that she is, uh, her, her deceit is malicious. So how did you kill them? I'm sorry. Uh, she just kind of gawks at you for a few seconds and she says, I didn't kill anyone. And she looks over at, uh, she looks over at the platinum amulet dangling from the tree branch she says, my my husband was among them. I I would never. I, I've actually been trying to figure out how to get that, his, his holy symbol, off of that tree. Whose symbol is it? I, I haven't imagined you guys have gotten close enough yet to the symbol to really properly identify it. But if you would like to, you can approach the tree and take a closer look. Now I'll hold back for a little <laughs> bit. You know what you want to go next to that tree, Alex. You don't want to help this person either. Uchid already has two holy symbols. He doesn't really need a third. Ah, third time's the charm. Well, there's something you're not telling me, and it's not good. So, come on. The truth, or we're going to leave you like we leave everything else here. Well, leave if you want. It's going to be dark soon. I'm not sure why you're so defensive. I would think that... Of all strangers uh, that I could meet in this terrible place, I could have counted on a fellow elf to to back me up. Yes, well, I don't take kindly to people who don't tell me the truth. Yeah, it's sort of a thing we've got here. We don't appreciate liars. It's too dangerous out there to be lied to in this world. And as far as you being an elf, I don't see how that has anything to do with it. We're practically cousins. Racist. Um, <clears throat> oh, well, very well. If you insist on uh, pulling my arm about it, the truth is I was about to head back to Abaddon, but, well, I thought maybe I could just cause a little bit more death. Everybody roll initiative. God Abaddon's uh, one of the dudes from hell, right? A demon? Uh, you can give me demon. a knowledge planes check before uh, initiative. Ooh. You should get a 33. Oh, fuck yeah. Teal has um, got a 38 on the knowledge planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abaddon is the neutral evil plane of... Uh, well, it's called Abaddon. Uh, you know that Abaddon is one of the outer planes. It is the neutral evil plane of, among other uh, outsiders, daemons. Name sounded familiar. Mm-hmm. And it didn't sound good, so... <laughs> okay. Randolph. Uh... For initiative? Yeah. I got a 23. Chia 19. Uhtred. 19. Plus 10. Mine's a plus 7. Arginus. 14. All right. Up first is Randolph. All right. Um, well, I'm just going to sort of cut to the chase and... Uh, uh, yeah, I'll charge. You are too far away to charge. I'm just going to run at her. How about that? All right. All right, you can close the distance if you want to run. Yep. All right, how about Thelias? Thelias can charge. 
Oh, perfect. He would have to stop adjacent to you, though. That's fine. All right. Welcome to the slam. 21. 21 will hit her flat-footed AC. Awesome. Uh, He didn't really give it his all here, though. Uh, 10 plus 5 fire. Uh, So, yeah, Thalias charges right over and gives her a good punch right in the face. Right in the face. And she does that, like, anime move where, like, like punch to the face, like, but, like, her head doesn't even, like, move. What? God damn it. Feels like uh, Thalias' attack didn't make it through some sort of damage reduction. What? But it did deal one non-lethal damage. Oh, okay. That's all that matters. Yeah. It didn't feel like any of his fire damage got through either. What? What kind of plant is she? She just looks like an elf. Mm -hmm. An elf from Abaddon. Yeah. One of those elves from Abaddon. And I I mentioned them earlier, but I will uh, reiterate. There are several large mounds of moldering vegetation uh, scattered throughout this clearing that are like quivering and moldering in response to the pulsing of these uh, fruits. They don't seem like they're about to do anything though, but they are just kind of around. Uh, here, I'll, I'll put them on the map. Yeah, they don't seem like they're going to do anything, but here's some tokens on the map. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to show you where they are. (laughs) Don't look into it. And uh, the the rows of uh, trees, the rows of pear trees uh, are, you're kind of like running through them, uh, but they're not going to like interrupt your movement or anything. All right, so Teoblith, it is your turn. Okay. Um... Yes, Teobeth will just take a five-foot step to the southeast and start plugging away at this elf. Full attack, deadly aim. Okay, that's a 36 to hit with the many shot. 36 will hit. And then a 27 with the rapid shot. 27 also hits. And a 15 with the third attack. 15 will not hit. Okay. So the many shot does 32, and the other arrow does 19. Okay. You lost some of that damage, and fuck, I'm sorry. I I skipped Elksy and Uhtred. Okay. I didn't think it was my turn yet, but I was... <laughs> yeah. My bad. Uh, so Elksy uh, was actually right after Randolph, and uh, Elksy's gonna fucking charge that girl well be careful uh power attack natural 19 that's a critical threat all right and that's gonna confirm with a natural 20 my toast dice are hot wow keep them hot with uh (laughs) (laughs) i'll take a crit card please all right this is a uh piercing crit with a gore right correct so this uh this elf, whatever she is, suffers a punctured lung. Hey. So this attack okay. deals double damage, and the target begins to drown three rounds later. Oh, um, fuck. With a DC 20 fort save each round to end the effect. You know, we've got a bit wow. of a lung connoisseur on our team as well. It specifically says DC 24? 
20 fort save. Oh, 20 fort save. Okay. That's interesting that it's just a DC 20 save instead of Elksy's confirmation roll. Yeah. But whatever. Elksy deals 35 damage before DR, and this elf will start to drown in three rounds. Utrid. How long in between the fight with the giant plant traps and now has it been? Uh, it's been about an hour. Like an hour exactly? Because my keen for my sheath lasts for five minutes per level, so it goes 55. So like about an hour, is that less than 55? More than 55? What's the caster level of the sheath? Oh, I don't know. I think it specifically says it uses me as the caster level, though. I, that would be really yeah. weird if it did. Yeah, it's, uh, like, it's really strong. Shrink or enlarge to accommodate any knife, dagger, sword, or similar weapon up to and including great sword. Up to three times per day on command, the scabbard casts keen edges on any blade placed within it. Uh, it's got a caster level of fifth, and it yeah. doesn't uh, indicate otherwise, so you would use that. Uh, the spell keen edges is 10 minutes per level, uh, so it'd be 50 minutes, so I'm going to say it has expired. 10 minutes per level? Yeah. 10 minutes per level, caster level 5, so it's been 15 minutes. Oh, okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, um, is it fair to, can I retcon, uh, I did take a little damage in the last fight, like, uh, I imagine in 50 minutes, more than 50 minutes, I, I would have asked someone to heal that up. Um, sure, but let's, uh, let's try to stay on top of that, uh, because you guys are in enemy territory, so, uh, you know, you any, die at any, any time, yeah. any preparations that uh, you want to do, like just make sure you tell me. Otherwise, I'm going to start assuming that you don't do it. Yeah. Well, it was the, the, what, uh, the splitting the episode there too, kind of. Okay. Cut everything off. <laughs> yeah. So just go ahead and take care of that. Uh, I think we were just retconning it. Like, well, it still has to spend the spell slots and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was. Was it 61? I was missing 14. Elksy was missing 11. If you're handing out cure lights. You know I am. Uh, we're going to need you to stay on top of that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. All right, going forward, I will make sure Elksy asks for healing. All right. Elksy gets nine. Close enough. All right. Close enough. Uhtred got 16. All right. Uhtred, it is your turn. How far away is she? She is 60 feet from you. Uh, I got uh, plenty to go around and end up in a flanking position. Yes, because what do you have, like 100 foot move speed? I think it's 120. It's either 100 or 120, but enough for yeah. this. Yeah, either one will get you around. Okay. Uh, before I actually take my move action, I'm going to... I have a feeling this this elf is going to be really strong, so um, I'm going to cast a mirror image. Okay. 24 plus 3 at this level. So that would be four mirrors. Alright, it is now this elf's turn. Uh, Alright, she is going to cast a spell defensively. Spell, spelling ability. How, how does that, if I wanted to interrupt it, I would need like a counter spell or something? You would have needed to ready an action to attack gotcha. or cast the spell to spell magic to gotcha. try to interrupt. All right, she uh, defensively casts the spell, and of all the targets within range, Elksy is currently the most threatening. What? 
So what is that supposed to mean? I'm in range. Yeah, you haven't you haven't hit her, and Thalias hit her for one non-lethal. <laughs> All right, I see how it is. <laughs> uh, her hand uh, crackles with this blood red energy. She reaches out to deliver a touch attack. And that's a 30 to touch Elksy, which touches. And Elksy takes 100 points of damage. What? Oh, oh my god. Triple digits. 100? Like, like triple digits? 100? Yeah. We're trying to make sure we get what you said. Surely you don't mean a one and then two zeros. So you thought it was a good idea to make a rogue yard that worked off touch attacks? Well, nobody, uh, nobody made a spellcraft check to identify that spell, so who knows what happened. Uh, Elksy's still up, because Elksy's a fucking tank. Uh, but yeah, Elksy... Actually, Elksy's gotta make a fortitude save to see if she's staggered. Because that was massive damage. Well, now I'll make a spellcraft check. 26. Are you trying to identify the spell? Yep. I wasn't going to, and then she staggered, and I was like, maybe I should think about this. Well, staggered is we have. I think this is the first time this has come up since Skull and Shackles, and we've tweaked it since Skull and Shackles. But Elksy has taken massive damage. Uh, oh, I thought we is, weren't using that the massive damage rule in this campaign. Uh, we, like I said, we're we have we're using a different version. It's no longer you're just dead. It is instead you are staggered for one round. Uh, but yeah, Elksy makes her fortitude save, so she is not staggered. Yeah, with a 26, you identify that this elf cast the spell Harm. Actually, I'm sorry, Elksy gets a will save to have that damage. I don't know if she'll make it. Plus two morale. But my toast dice just love rolling nat 20s. (laughs) Oh my god. So Elksy only takes 50 points of damage. Only 50. Mm -hmm. Is she still staggered? And, And how much does her oval absorb? (laughs) Uh, harm is negative energy but yeah Alex you don't have no opal so yeah uh, this elf so yeah this elf named Adenos uh, reaches out and harms Elksy and she's then going to move which will provoke from everybody hell yeah Um, what is uh, what's considered massive damage it's. I don't think it was massive anymore, but it is. It has to be uh, over half of your health and at least fifty points of damage. Oh, okay. So Elksy, Randolph, Thalias, and Utrid all get attacks of opportunity. Randolph's coming in at a twenty-two. Okay. Elksy got a twenty-five. Utrid rolled a thirty-five, which was a crit threat. Oh. And then uh, 40 to confirm. All right. How about Elias? Uh, he had a 24. Okay. Uhtred was the only one to hit. Well, and, he, and he hit enough crit. for uh, yeah, he hit enough for all of us. <laughs> okay. This is a fan crit. Ooh. Yes. Finally getting back through the stack here a little bit. Uh, this one is from a Mr. Nick Putney, and this is a blanket crit for all damage types called Turn the Tide. So double damage, and if this attack drops the target to zero or fewer hit points, gain one hero point. Oh. 
All right. What a great card. Keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> um, is she chaotic? No. Okay. Um, yeah, it's going to be 22 slashing damage. I don't think that kills her. It does not. In fact, you'd feel nearly half of that get absorbed. But yeah, then she follows through with her movement. Yeah, it looks like she is uh, making her way towards Teoblith. She uh, runs around the uh, bulwark that Elksie, Randolph, and Thalias had made. Uh, yeah, so Elksie missed with her attack of opportunity, and she perhaps she missed because she was just uh, reeling from the damage that she just took. Uh, but yeah, it is now Arginus's turn. So I'm looking at a parchment um, parchment form, um, but using a scroll instead. So, okay. uh, I mean, just as a reminder, too, Parchment Swarm does magical piercing damage, so it would be subject to her damage resistance. Um, but I don't know if she has any spell resistance either, so take that as you will. Yeah, that's right. It would also be, see, so yeah, it would be subject to spell resistance and damage reduction. Either way, I'm sending out a spell, right? Like, it's, actually, you know what? I'm going to choose haste. So okay. I'm going to haste everybody up. Well, I don't think you can haste everybody well, up because it's got to be within 30 well, feet I'm gonna of everybody. Here. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So you can target everybody but Uhtred with your haste. Doesn't look like I can get to Uhtred. Um, nope. All right. Haste up. All right. Alternatively, you can target everybody but Teoplus. Or how? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could target everybody but you and Teoplus if you want to include Uhtred. Oh. Oh. You don't have to cast it on yourself. You can you can just hit the the group yeah. with it. Any number of tar I, I think it's one target per level, no two of which can be more than 30 feet apart. Okay. So either way, I'm going to need to be excluded from that cuz I'm too far away from everyone else. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so I'll uh, focus it on um uh let's do it on Elksy. All right, so Elksy, Randolph, Thalias, and Uhtred are hit with haste. And our genius. Uh, not if you want to include Uhtred, because you're more than 30 feet apart from him. I'm not 30 feet apart from... You're you're more than 30 feet away from Uhtred. Everyone has to be within 30 feet of each other. So are you including yourself or Uhtred? Oh, oh. Can't do both. Okay, with the... Yeah, it's like every target of it has to be within 30 feet of every target of it. So you're giving it to yeah, Uhtred? Yeah, right on to um, uh, Elksy uh, with Uhtred. Good deal. All right, Randolph. All right, um, with my newly hasted haste, I'm going to um, charge again. Can I do that? Yeah. Uh, and then any chance that Thalias can... Uh, how do I want to do this? Like, flank around without getting uh, hit? I think so. Okay. So now that we're in a flanking position, I am going to... Yep. uh, No, you're good. Go ahead. All right. Sweet. Um, I'm going to attack with my charge. All right. That's a 29 to hit. I'm sorry. It's a... No, it's it's more than that. It's a 33 to hit. 33 will hit. For 26 plus 3 acid. And the Lias will slam... Hopefully he'll do more than last time. A 30, 33 to hit as well for 14 plus 3 fire. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, she continues to uh, 
absorb a lot of that damage, but uh, you're uh, ticking away at it. Elksy's turn. Elksy's going to charge as well. She says, that all you got? Oh my god, Elksy has a death wish. Okay, that's going to be 31 to hit, which hits with her gore. 14, because I forgot to power attack. And Teoblith. Alright. Uh, Teoblith is going to five foot step back, because I don't like that she's walking at me. And I will take a full attack with my longbow. Yeah, deadly aim. <sighs> you let me down, power dice. That's a natural one on the first one. Oh no. So let's uh, see the confirmation here. Okay, it's a 30 to confirm, so I don't think that does. That does not confirm. But then a 21 and a 19 for the other two arrows. Yeah, that's two more misses. Bleh. All right, Uhtred. Uhtred's going to cast a shocking grasp and then charge up and deliver it through Vala. All right. Uh, you won't be able to charge mechanically, but go ahead and show me where you uh, wind up. I can't charge to that square? Uh, where'd you start? Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I don't see why you can't. Okay, uh, I'll make the attack. That's a 22 to hit. 22 will miss. All right, it is now uh, Adeno's turn. She's going to five foot step northwest, and uh, it'll put herself uh, out of reach of all of the melee guys. And she takes her eyes off of Teoblith, who... Uh, was a little less impressive this round than last round, and uh, sends a greedy eye north towards Arginus, and she says, every group has a spellcaster, and she's going to full attack with her bow. Uh, 31 to hit? <laughs> yeah. And 28 to hit? Uh, 28 hits. Take 17 from the first shot, and give me a fortitude save, please. Um, I'm going to use my plus two and uh, for the morale bonus, 16. Okay. And second arrow damage is 20, and I'll need another fortitude save. 25. All right. That's going to end her turn, and it is our genus's turn. Okay. <laughs> I assume we're keeping the, uh, it's happening a secret. The fortitude saves? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Alright. Um got back away five feet. And I'm going to cast Parchment Swarm. Alright. Just gonna do it. Give me a caster level check versus spell resistance. Yeah, so twenty-six. Alright. Twenty-six succeeds. Parchment swarm. Alright, so I owe you a reflex save. Eighteen. Eighteen does not make it. All right, go ahead and roll damage. And it's 11d6. <laughs> uh, 46 damage. All right. <laughs> At the very least, not every party has a competent one. <laughs> Did you just call yourself an incompetent spellcaster? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm into it. <laughs> and, this, and this party has four spellcasters. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Our genus is the squishy spellcaster. True. 
All right, uh, Randolph, it is your turn. Um, yeah, I wish uh, I wish it would stop moving so I could unload, but I guess I can just five foot step and unload. Yeah, I mean, you and Thalias can each five foot step uh, northwest and stay in a flanking position. Oh, love that for us. Uh, full attack. Yep, and you're hasted. And I'm hasted. Oh yeah, that's a thirty-two wow. to hit. Thirty-two is gonna hit. Yeah. Uh, for twenty-eight plus six acid. The next one is uh, thirty-three to hit, and it's gonna be twenty-six plus one acid. All right. And I'll take my haste turn. With that second attack, actually. Oh my. Uh, you kill the elf, uh, who falls to the ground, and uh, her physical features start to melt away and you see a, a different creature entirely Ugh. Uh, still dead but uh, the disguise is uh, gone uh, this human shaped beast has a horse's skull for a head it walks well it used to walk on cracked hooves and bears the rotting wings of a carrion bird gross uh, from your knowledge planes checks earlier uh, Teoglith and Uhtred, I will just tell you that this was a Lucodamon. Deacons of the Horsemen of Pestilence, Lucodamons serve their lord in Abaddon as well as across the plains by spreading plagues and pandemics. Oh, no. what dicks. <laughs> yeah, total buzzkills. Uh, and our genus probably failed a fort save in there. Maybe, but <laughs> who's to say? <laughs> Anyone wants to give me a heal check on him, though. Do I do I look like I have something going on? Tom, it's your your old best friend. Onset delay. Delayed <laughs> onset. Yeah. <laughs> I really ate it. You feel uh, fine right now. I mean, if people want to give me a heal check, I wouldn't be uh, I'd be asking for heals, but Yeah, but heals might not fix whatever it is. Right, but I'll give you know. one, but I'm not the guy you want doing it. Yeah, I got... I got a healing check with healer's hands, too, if that is beneficial. Yeah, I mean, Arginus definitely took some hit point damage, uh, as did Elksy. Uh, so who wants what? And I will also... I Elksy. Elksy needs a freaking monster heal. Yeah. Uh, I will also add that, like, I'll just remind you guys, just, you know, just, just to paint in the picture that these four mounds of vegetation are just still like they haven't done anything they're just still hanging out uh still just quivering and pulsing with the beating of of these cancerous looking pears growing from these trees undulating yeah um i don't love that are you thinking we should get out of here keep moving or heal the party and then uh figure something out um I mean, if they're not threatening us right now, um, I mean, detect magic, look around the area, see what uh, what what jumps out. Yeah. Check the body. Is that bow still nice? <laughs> you detect magic, and the Lucodamon's bow does uh, detect as magic. But other than that, you are not picking up any auras beyond those you've come to expect around yourselves. Well, what does the magical bow of the Lucodamon look like? It looks like a plus one composite bow, geared for a strength modifier of 
plus eight. What? What? Excuse you? Plus wow. Eight. Whoops. Plus nine. Okay, that's better. <laughs> so what's everybody doing? Um, sticking with my own longbow. Thank you very I was much. Say not using that bow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm healing uh, uh, people who need a healing. Elsie and uh, Regina's. Yes, yes. Please give me. <sighs> I'm gonna cure serious on Elsie. All right. Because that look that looked pretty serious. Oh my! Come on. Oh, I got a seven in there. Twenty-two. Healing to Elksy. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to actually do it again because it's really serious. <laughs> yeah, it's better. 28. Oh, and that adds up to 50. Boom. And our genus, what did you need? Uh, 38, roughly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll moderately cure you twice. Oh, 23. Ooh, oh, that was a big roll. It was a big roll. And I'm actually going to do a cure little guy on the other one. 10. 33 healing. Oh, solid. Yeah, I like it. 33 total. Yeah, 33 total. Cure light wounds. 33. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very powerful caster. All right, so what do you guys Alrighty, do now? Roo. Get the hell out of here before those things explode. Okay. Well, you do know that it's getting close to uh, you guys needing to make camp. Now that is bad news. <laughs> So I guess like the, the last place I want to camp. <laughs> so I guess the question is, how much distance are you willing to put your to put between yourselves and this place? Um, I mean, isn't it only going to get worse or more? You know, get worse as we get closer to Gallowspire? Theoretically, mm-hmm. yeah, presumably. And in theory, we just took care of the threat that was here, so. Well, if we're staying that logic here, checks out. If we're staying here, then I'm destroying those undulating blobs. Oh my god, Tom! I mean, we don't need to stay like right here, but I mean, like, I don't think we need to be like, we got to go hike an hour away from this place, right? Yeah. Well, I am a little curious now. Like, now that we've taken out that Damon, I'm curious what that uh, holy symbol up in the tree is all about. Curiosity killed the party. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, touch it. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, you go inspect that uh, holy symbol. Are you just looking at it, or are you trying to take it off the tree? Um, right now, I'm just looking at it, and I'm curious, because I'm wondering if, like, maybe the presence of it had some sort of effect on, like, the area surrounding it. I'll throw maybe it, it, magic on it, if you want. Like, I'm wondering if maybe it, it put down some kind of area of, like, consecration that might have, you know, I don't know. I'm mostly trying to figure out what these, like, quivering mounds are, if they're related to this holy symbol that hanging from the tree or what. Uh, give me a perception check. 27. All right. Uh, so you're looking at this holy symbol, and it is a platinum holy symbol of Iomade. Uh, and as a platinum holy symbol... Uh, you know, it's actually uh, worth a bit of gold, about 500 gold pieces. And as you're uh, just kind of taking in this scene, uh, you're closer to these pear trees, you realize with a start that the bark on each of these trees bears uh, the images of faces 
twisted in agony. Uh, each tree bears a single face, and each face is unique. Did we just find the rest of the Fellowwood Irregulars that I didn't meet? (laughs) Well, that's enough for me to not want to be around here anymore. Yeah. Uh, Why don't we keep moving? Because I get the feeling being in this area is probably not good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that feeling too. Okay. So I'll ask again. How much distance are you putting between this area and yourselves before you stop probably one more distance at least <laughs> one, one metric thinking maybe distance. like maybe like another hour of traveling all right i would love to get the shit off of us before we stop am i is that just me didn't we have that uh unless it kicked off by now that sap. i feel really bad like yeah that we're gonna like all right well we're trackable trackable let's stop here make camp hope no one finds us well, i don't know what do you guys do I mean, That's, there's not really much we can do about it, right? Because as soon as we start moving again, we're going to yeah. get the shit back on us. Is that true? I don't know how, that, how, how it works. Was it just like a patch of it that we had to go through? Or it's like literally everywhere? You'll need to make a survival check, but yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, never mind. We're <laughs> we all need to make a survival check. Yeah, no. No, let's just go. All right. Get the hell out of here. All right, so you travel for another... 50 to 60 minutes, and you find a bear patch. Uh, it's just covered in bears. <laughs> you better, uh, <laughs> better tell us exactly what that bear patch is. <laughs> you find uh, you find a bear patch in the uh, in the forest, just big enough to make camp. But yeah, now that now that we're in the Gallo Gardens, uh, I, think I just want like some specifics in terms of making camp what's everybody doing because you are before you were just kind of roaming the countryside in enemy territory now you're in like active enemy territory well there's no fire yeah i was gonna say uh, fire sounds like a very bad idea i mean first things when we stop to make camp um teobuth is going to um pull out the bloodstone of erasne and unbandage it and you know with some create water to clean the bandages and rewrap it sure anyone else doing anything like uh, not is anybody doing anything like what is everybody doing like i i'm assuming that you don't just find this bear patch lay down and go to sleep i'm gonna get the stuff off everyone as soon as i can i've been wanting to do it for a long time now okay so now that we're finally in a patch um tending to everyone i'm basically playing a medic you know anyone who still needs healing i'm healing anyone who's got the shit on them i'm taking it off all right um now when you say there's like a bear patch like i'm envisioning like you're walking through the woods walking through the woods and you come out the edge and it's like you know bear field no more woods like the tree line yeah well it's like a clearing in the woods it's like there's still woods you're still very clearly in the woods. So uh, it's just kind of like a little pocket. So there's like trees around the yeah outside of the clearing. It's like a little glen. Is it small enough that I could take out my rope and like wrap it around the trees on the perimeter to make like a, you know, like a, a roped circle perimeter and then stick the stone of alarm on the rope? 
Uh, no. Because I'm assuming your rope is 50 feet long. Yeah. Yeah, it's not quite that small. I'd say that the okay. clearing itself is about uh, 50 feet across. Okay. In that case, I think Uhtred would take out his Haro card and see if Keisha Keisha had responded. Okay. Uh, can I get a recap of the last couple of messages? Killed Valthasar, headed to Vigil now. Possible Galdeus has escaped Gallows Spire. He responded with, Well done, good luck, please. Please keep me appraised to your progress. And then the last thing I wrote to him, which was like three days ago, was Vigil is falling, fallen. Whispering Tyrant has escaped Gallus Spire. Okay, so you take out your Harrow card, and there is a return message from Kishikish. And it says, The dead from Vigil are not safe in the boneyard. Unprecedented times. All psychopomp hands on deck. So maybe it's not totally clear what that means, but sounds like Kishikish has gotten involved in some uh, bad tidings that is happening on the boneyard related to those who have died in vigil. Well, the fact that the dead are no longer safe in the boneyard is pretty bad. Yeah. I certainly wasn't expecting that. I thought at least in their death they would be all right. Yeah, it's kind of in a whole new level of how fucked this entire situation has got with the Radiant Fire. It's like it's... That makes it, like, twice as horrible. Though you don't remember anything like that happening to the the fallen citizens of Roslar's Coffer. Like, they mistook Umbel and Thuda's monsters, but they never really seemed like they were in any actual danger. So, maybe it's some some new development in the Boneyard, separate, but maybe slightly related to the Radiant Fire, or maybe it's directly related to the Radiant Fire, and the Whispering Tyrant has, like, upgraded it somehow. You're not really sure. Those all suck. Yeah. As we're setting up camp... Teolith is going to uh, basically draw around the camp a magic circle against chaos using one focus point. I mean, you can certainly stick it uh, like in the center of camp or something, but it's not going to cover the entire uh, clearing. Well, he's going to make sure he's resting inside of it, and anyone else who wants to can try and pile in. And this one is specifically against chaos? Yep. Once completed, functions as a permanent magic circle against any alignment of my choosing, which I chose chaos. Okay. Remains until it is physically broken. Only a living creature can break the circle. Environmental effects cannot. And if I make another one, this one becomes inactive. So specifically says only a living creature? Yep. This is from the, the magic circle's occultist class ability. Okay, anybody else have any preparations before beginning watches? Um, just say my prayers, I guess. Then uh, let's get our perception checks from the first watch. Okay. Uh, as part of that first watch, too, I'm going to cast, I guess, a couple of echolocations before I actually go to rest. You know, enough to kind of span most of the watch, since they last about two hours each. 
Okay. And that's a 36 perception. Wow. All right, fine. Take it away from me, I guess. 22. All right. Well, he was being very sneaky, but Teobless, between your echolocation and your very impressive perception check, you are aware that uh, at the edge of the clearing, about 30 feet away from you, the ghoul that you saw earlier today has very sneakily and very quietly surfaced, uh, but only partially so. Uh, I'm going to turn to to look at it as it's approaching. It's not approaching you. Or, yeah, once I realize it's it's poked his head up, he's like, Ah, you came back. What are you looking for? Well, I definitely wasn't expecting that question. (laughs) (laughs) I dropped my wallet. I'm just wondering if you found it. (laughs) The ghoul will remain partially submerged, and it responds, I was looking for an ambush, but I suppose a fair fight will have to do. And everybody roll initiative. Well, okay. Uh, Everybody who is currently asleep, uh, take a minus four penalty on your initiative. Didn't matter, I was going last anyways. (laughs) Randolph. Yeah, that's going to be a eight with that minus four. Thank you. Uhtred? Seven with the minus four. Okay. Do you have both? 27. That's being awake for you. <laughs> Our genus. 15. All right. Here you guys are in the center of camp. Uh, if you want to place yourselves in anywhere different that you think you might have left yourselves... So, the yellow circle is my uh, circle of protection against chaos. Okay. And uh, I'm standing squarely in the center of it. Of course. <laughs> I love how everybody's got to then move their minis to be in the circle instead of Matt just moving himself. Yep. <laughs> All right, Teoblith, you are up first. Okay. Uh, Teoblith will start by um as as this ghoul is half submerged i am counting him as prone which will give him a plus four bonus versus ranged attacks yeah i'm gonna take my standard action to activate my uh my legacy weapon ability giving it a plus one and bane undead um i'll use my swift action to activate my mind barrier which gives me the the 22 um temporary hp all right and then I don't believe I have a move action to do, so I'm going to wait right here. And our genus. I'm going to cast Ectoplasmic Snare on this and tell everybody to wake the fuck up. Oh, good thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. and I'll kick people to kind of like get the urgency going. Sure. So tell me about Ectoplasmic Snare. What's the catalyst for that? So I can... Um, I make a, um, a webbing uh, to grapple or entangle uh, this creature. Uh, okay. I make a touch attack to strike a target. Uh, a ranged touch attack, I assume? Uh, yes, a ranged touch. Uh, you must make a ranged touch attack, yes. All right. Uh, you must make a reflex save. On a successful save, the target is entangled for the duration of the spell. 
and suffers no other effects. If the target fails the saving throw, the tendril is more restrictive, making the target grappled and dealing it 1d6 plus 4 points of bludgeoning damage. Each round, when you concentrate to maintain the spell, the snare attempts a grapple combat maneuver to maintain the grapple. All right, so let's do that range touch attack. And remember, he's got a plus four to his AC versus range attacks, although he is technically flat-footed. But you're targeting his flat-footed, flat-footed touch AC plus four, so more, more than likely a, an AC of four, 14, unless he's got like a deflection bonus or something. Uh, 21. All right, you hit him. All uh, right, he is grappled. Well, I get a reflex save, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. We will see. That is a 20. Uh, yeah, so 19. Yeah, so he makes All that. Right. All right, so he is entangled, not grappled. Uh, that would have been pretty huge, though, if you had grappled him. Because it is his turn, and he's going to cast a spell, which would have been much harder to do if he was grappled. Uh... He is, I thought he was grappled. He is entangled. Because he made his reflex save. Right, right. I mean, Uter, like, all right, what's he casting? Yeah, I got a 35 spell craft. I got a 28. So, yeah, what's this guy casting? He is casting a spell called Hungry Earth. The the ground attempts to pull creatures beneath its surface, as if hungry for the flesh of mortals. Yo, fuck that. So, it gets a CMB versus all creatures in a 20-foot radius spread. So, everybody. And everybody except Teobleth and Arginus are prone. Is he chaotic? Yeah. He's not entering that circle. Yeah, the, the circle gives you a plus two deflection bonus and a plus two resistance, resistance bonus on saves against attacks made by evil creatures. Um, well, actually, a it's deflection a deflection bonus, bonus. Would apply to CMD. Yes, I was just about to say that. But if anybody and, already has a plus two deflection bonus to AC, that wouldn't improve it. And also, I think Thalias would not be out since Randolph was asleep. Uh, I always assume we slept together. Well, he, kind of like he a can. Friendship he, he cannot be out <laughs> while you're unconscious. Ah, oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so there's more to the spell. Uh, each round, I make another CMB uh, check. Uh, each time the ground succeeds at a combat maneuver check, it drags the creature farther down, eventually forcing the creature below its surface. With the first successful check, the target gains the grappled condition. Grappled opponents can't move without first breaking the grapple. Uh, and then the ground receives a plus five bonus on uh, maneuvers versus opponents that's already grappling. After the second successful grapple check, the grappled creature is pulled to the ground and becomes prone. Uh, So that is an important distinction because many of you are already prone. So on the third successful check, uh, any prone creatures are fully buried and must hold their breath or begin suffocating. So here's that first roll. I'm going to use my uh, danger sight as a... Immediate action up my. Yeah. Uh, I'm also. Going oh to, no, uh, I can't. It's only it, it's an insight bonus. that's only for my AC or saves. It doesn't work on CMD. So. Oh shit! I think you're. I think mine 
Yours is a shield bonus too. Yeah. And and it's an immediate action which you can't use when you're flat-footed. Well, all right, fuck us up. What do you got? Uh, that's going to be a 34 versus everybody's CMD. What? Yep. 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 All right. So yeah, the ground almost like it's you don't just sink into the ground like tendrils of earth like reach out and grab hold of your ankles or your your waist your neck depending on if you're prone or not and then it just pulls you down uh everybody who is prone uh you're not sucked underground this time but on the next successful cmb you will be and what can we do to not have that happen to us like a fly maybe you can uh, you'll have to you do either escape artist or cmb to break the grapple ugh. and uh it was uh pointed out to me during a uh, a dyson salt episode that oh, elk don't word. sleep standing up so thank you for that valuable information elksy is also prone yeah great job <laughs> Speaking of which, it is now Elksy's turn, but we'll see you next week for that. Wow, this is Alex. On the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Uh, I feel incompetent. Oh boy. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.